Hello, ciao, and welcome back to the Chronicles of a Black Italian Woman. My name is Benedicta Giumpa, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast. Hello, people of the internet. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. I'm back. I'm trying to record this time in the afternoon because lately I've been struggling with my sleeping habits people i don't know let me tell you being a woman so this can be so hard and why is it that now i'm in my late 20s and i'm struggling more i think with pms and uh, period pain sometimes compared to when i was a teen because tell me why like the i think i'm probably the week prior to my period and i'm sleeping 12 14 hours i can't spend an afternoon without sleeping i've just been very tired probably i'm also physically mentally tired but that's adds of course to the i guess the body preparing to pour a blood i'm sorry this is tmi but anyway but i don't mind something sharing these things because maybe you're struggling with the same issue and you're thinking oh my gosh what's wrong with me i'm preparing for what the future may hold for you if you are a woman majority of the listeners of this podcast are women i hope you're well here we are in the month of may the second week i hope this month is going well the weathering room has changed quite quickly i'm just what happening it's just i feel i didn't really add a transition period and this is the second time that has happened because i haven't worn my jean jacket a lot i haven't worn my little like crop jacket a lot because the weather is already warm and super hot already we're talking about 27 degrees already when just the week prior you always had to wear a cardigan or something because it was quite chilly uh something fun has happened this month i want to share with you guys so talking about life and being your late 20s one of my close friends from back home she's getting married Roberta, and as she's getting married so i got an opportunity to celebrate celebrate her and celebrate a new this big change that is coming in her life so we went to the spa and we had a nice spa day well in italy we call them thermal bath and in my area northern italy there are few especially if you go more towards the northern part of my region i'm from brescia and and it's in the lombardia region and so there are quite few thermal baths and spas around around this area and one of these places is called alfabarita so i remember when i was growing up i went to this place because it's actually an archaeological site and UNESCO site because they are the the, the original graffiti the one that the men of the caves did and they're still there the writings the uh, only italian term is coming to me which is incisioni rupestri. so it's such a I remember it as, as such a nice place. But then when I went back, I was, why is that looking as magical as before? It looks quite industrial. And I remember it being a lot prettier. But still, the terms are actually, the terms, the spa is actually so nice. The pool and the experience is just so cool. Even just the fact to be able to just have a moment to just relax. And let me tell you, I needed that moment. Because this country, as usual, has been active so what happened a few days prior four days prior of my travels i came across a post by lila cosmetics 
And uh, this post was a video to promote the new mascara called the longer the better. Guess what the ad, ad was about? So we see the owner of this brand in the video walking around the studio and she's just there only the mascara and at some point you see black dancers dancing around her and promoting this mascara. And I'm just ooh, talk that this ad was okay who thought that this ad was appropriate because even like the fact that the dancers are all black is not like one or two all of them all of them are black and you try you brand because the thing is this this spot this ad has been on tv has been on the internet Honestly, I don't know about this brand because if I did, I would have probably dragged the post even before that. And all the colleagues of this person have been praising her. And apparently, a lot of these people are into empowerment, into rights of people like them before the LGBT community and other things. And I'm thinking, so you all are saying you advocated for human rights but you cannot see when your friend she's doing something wrong and you are praising her in public when actually you should have pulled it to the side and be like what are you doing what kind of art is this but everybody was oh this is so artistic you're such a boss well done well done and i'm just there like looking at this comment and I was just confused. Thankfully, all the activists that I know, the activist group, people that I know, influential people that I know, got across this post and we started to expose it and comment it on the brand page. Honestly, I did not have the energy to go and comment on the brand page, but I was definitely observing and making sure that I reposted about this about this ad. And uh, also, I saw that many people are, are organized to actually alert and report this ad as inappropriate as racist because literally this is a racist uh, ad because the fact that you're calling a mascara the longer and the better and you have all black dancers black male dancers let me be even more precise dancing around you white women clearly you are making a sexual assumption about black men you're perpetrating the stereotype about black men just being like sexual objects being i've been like this characteristic for which they have longer penises oh my gosh i will have probably have to put explicit on this content but well penis penis is a is a medical term okay so let me just use that so <laughs> sad uh, so the fact that you are using this stereotype for your ad is sick. and i've been using sick and saying a bit little bit too much on this podcast I need to switch, but it's just been insane. I've been observing a lot. People have reported this ad because this ad was run online, was on YouTube. The problem is it was also on national TV, on Medicine, which if you remember last year, Medicine was the channel which has the satire program in which they were mocking the Chinese people. So I don't think this was an accident that this ad was on their TV station. So we have seen this ad being on their tv station and nobody thought to report it and for me it was strange in this country in the country of italy when it comes to racism and 
matter racism it always has to be us black people to speak out as people of color as well to speak out and be like oh what you're doing is wrong because i think it's just weird the fact that you had a ad you had a concept you had meetings and none of you in the team from the producer to the founder to the dancer none of you oh this there's something off about this ad there is something off about this sexual stereotype and prejudice that's being portrayed and reinforced the craziest part about this ad is the fact that in the moment that us activists uh, black people black italian people poc people started commenting on this ad the ad as usual the company has done a huge gas lightning and then oh well it's you that you seen the racism this ad is not racist it's almost like trying to you know the saying like the beauty is in the eye of the below older we can't try to say that racism is in the eye of the below older but guess what when it comes to racism that's not the case i like the comment and I believe Axel made about the fact that racism is not an opinion and you brand don't get to decide what's racist and what's not racist because you brand you are a whole when it comes to this ad and the problem with Italy and Italian brands they are not able to dialogue with us activists as equal always this attempt to gaslighting in us and to always diminish our opinion instead of seeing us as customers seeing us as professionals because people that have commented on this ad I know these people that have commented under this ad and thankfully after a few allies came along and i know the people that comment on this ad the people that i know they're all people that work in communication and advertising many of them and others are also activists we actually have educated ourselves about this issue we have learned so much about these issues we have a direct life lived experience but we also have the knowledge the terms about this and the fact that you're diminishing us instead of having a conversation instead of apologizing for it is so frustrating so when i went to the term i was there it should be a national policy that whenever people on tv or ad they come out that they're racist they should be a national policy in which like they should they should give black people poc people spa treatment because literally i try not to think about it because if i start thinking about it i start talking about it i just get angry and frustrated because not only you go through the 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 embarrassment and the frustration of seeing this stereotype but also you're being gaslighting and people are questioning your sanity no 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 i'm tired i'm tired the way i'm tired of this country i didn't have the energy i was so tired i was stressed out about traveling and even book the reservation for my friends and stuff i was i don't have time for this brand i don't have time for this brand but i'm grateful for for people that did out the time for this brand and dragged it and so as they dragged it they had to remove that stupid ad out of their instagram page but the thing is we don't have to come to that to have you remove ads in 2022 in 2022 this kind of ads should not come out from your board meetings should not come out from your creators from your creatives this shouldn't be happening and i think italy has such a long 
long way to go. Things are changing, but still there is such a problem when it comes to really understanding what racism is. I think people just think it's a matter of just violence, assault, but they do not truly understand what is racism, how intimate racism can be. Because let me tell you, those comments about a black man be super or strong man, this, this, portrayal on black men i've heard it before like i rem let me remind you i went to a high school with all girls in the deep northern italy countryside okay and this countryside people with majority of people do work with the northern league and so some of my classmates did work northern league and some of these classmates although they had mario balotelli picture in the back of the classroom and saying that Oh yeah, he's such a good looking man. Oh my gosh, I would so sleep with him. But why? Was it because Mario Balotelli was attractive or because of that idea that you you have and you add about black men being super in, in Tony we say that same the term virili super manly and super emasculated and and that so because in the reality you all don't care about people that look like Mario Balotelli you don't care about immigrants you hate immigrants you approve of racist policies but black men are good for you when it comes to satisfy your sexual desire no no that gave me that ad gave me major throwback and it's just a throwback that I did not need and the thing is that at the time I was bad about those comments but I didn't have the language to address it I wish that I had the language to address it because I was so bothered by them but I didn't know how to address those comments and how to explain that these comments were so dehumanizing. All I remember that I felt discomfort inside of me and unfortunately I do observe that that oftentimes white women you we see that with Black Lives Matter the way like black white women especially they will always over sexualize black men even when it came to support black men it, it was all about the penis sizes it was all about that it just it was just weird the conversation and i think there is a huge problem I think what is on white women to stop talking about 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 men especially black men and men of color way in a way that it's humanizing and not dehumanizing and please unpack i know there are people from different backgrounds that do listen to my podcast so i kindly invite you to think about the way you talk about bodies of black men and men of color because in this case i'm talking about black men but should i remind you by the way is aapi month in the u.s and i'm asian american heritage month and pacific islanders heritage month and should i just remind you that even asian men like do with this in the on the opposite end they get emasculated and they said like oh asian men do have this more and i'm thinking i'm, I'm just there sitting there and i'm thinking where do you all come up with this idea like who told you like who told you it's just it's just crazy for me that these stories keep on being being said and being reinforced and this has a negative impact on this man and it's important to address this kind of issues and yeah let's go let's go into the next topic please when it comes to this podcast and talking about humanizing and dehumanizing i want to acknowledge in this moment the death 
the death and the killing of journalist Shirin Abu Aklem. This she was a Palestinian journalist, Palestinian American journalist, serving for more than 20 years with Al Jazeera. She was at the front line talking about the issue of Palestine and the occupation into the Palestinian territory. She was killed while she was in the area in the occupied West Bank, which was known as Jenin. And I do ask for forgiveness if I pronounce the name wrong. And please do send me a voice note uh, to the podcast page to correct me so she was there to cover and see the occupation of the israel the intervention of the israeli military which was trying to occupy that area because what we're seeing is that palestinians oh have been taken over let's think about the case of shejara she was there witnessing what was happening this israeli army army operation and she was there witnessing covering doing a job and covering this issue she had a press press on and a helmet on and she was shocked and there are videos online i wasn't able to watch her because i think it was very sad what happened and i think it's difficult to watch but Israel has tried to say that, oh, this was Palestinian fire. We see ridiculous coverage by Western media about this murder. And many people use the word, oh, Al Jazeera journalist has died instead of she has been killed. And I read this tweet, which was important, I think, to acknowledge, is the fact that when we talk about Palestinian lives, we often think that Palestinians are causing their own death. And clearly, there being eyewitnesses from people that were referred, people that were wounded, people that were journalists that were on this side that they were targeted at. She was shot directly and they didn't really care the fact that she was wearing a vest press. And the vest press is important for journalists not only to protect them but because it's part of international human right that you do not target journalists during conflict. And this has been Related this pressure, right? And unfortunately, I mm, Shireen has been violated twice. A value of a life, I feel, has been violated twice and probably thrice. Has been the fact that she was killed so brutally with cold bloodedly. Is the fact that they persecuted a family home uh, while a family was mourning. And the day of the fu- of a funeral, you see the Israeli army attacking mourners. Like, why would you do that? Like, I think it's just, it's so vilifying and so dehumanizing and so heartbreaking. My heart really breaks when I see these things because I really, something I don't really do in life is injustices. And I think it's important to talk about the Palestinian issues. Unfortunately, for many years, I haven't done so because I was kind of almost forbidden when it came to my religious background and from my upbringing. I was brought up 
as Christian, as Pentecostal Evangelical Christian. Um, I'm still a practicing Christian, but one thing definitely that I do not approve is the blind support that there is between this circle, especially coming from the U.S. branch of this faith when it comes to the state of Israel. The state of Israel needs to be kept accountable and not just be blindly supported. And uh, I think that's important. This is not anti-Semitic. This is not against, I think, the biblical principle. I think it's important to speak against the injustice it is important because i personally believe my savior the jesus that i know spoke against the injustice and challenged the jewish authorities when it came to injustice and the international community needs to keep the state of israel accountable because she's not the first journalist that's been killed there are many others that have been killed throughout the years and we need to honor and respect their lives and in the moment there is a violation of human rights and human lives the states have to be kept accountable so i kindly invite you to stand in solidarity with the people of palestine i kindly invite you to do your own research do not limit yourself with the theory it's just the media I do not believe that theory one bit. I found I had friends that tried to tell me that theory, and I do not believe that theory one bit. I do not. It's not fabricated media, and we have mobile phone nowadays that do record and clearly show what the Israeli army has done. So I kindly invite you. This is not anti-Semitic. I kindly invite you to stand for justice and ask for accountability when it comes to these issues. You can do this in many different ways you can follow people on twitter you can read on these issues you can advocate for these issues in different places you can educate yourself and deconstruct the stigma and uh, the wrong ideas that you built around the palestinian cause for example i think for many years this cause has been presented as a religious cause but it's not a religious cause i want to remind you that uh shireen 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 abu Akleh, she is she was a Christian Palestinian and and you can clearly see that it's not a matter of religion unfortunately it's a matter of ethnicity so I can't really invite you to please take a struck whichever assumption that you had about this cause and and like let's learn let's educate ourselves and let's 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 stand against injustice okay uh with this said let me you know i don't like to end this podcast on a sad note but let me just tell you this i'm currently uh, i'm currently finishing this is us that's a random twist of what i was talking about but i just you know i don't like just ending the podcast on a sad note I'm, I'm currently finished this is us which is quite sad although and this show has been amazing if you haven't watched it i invite you to to watch it they that's the sixth season is a great show about the person's family we have uh, they have three children uh, randall uh, now the actress name are coming to, to my mind kevin and kate this is an interesting story about this triplet which were supposed to be a triplet of twins but actually they ended up only two one of one of the triplets died and so they ended up adopting randall which 
which is a black American child in brought up in this white family. And I think it's so interesting. This show is so beautiful to look at characters like random characters having conversation um, about race, about identity, about mental health, about young marriages, and so many aspects discovering your identity being overweight. And I invite you to actually watch this show. I was earlier watching some interviews and they said you can find yourself in each character, which I think is so precious. And that's the precious thing about this show. And this show, it's amazing the way it's been written and the way like they jump from from past to the present to the future is brilliant. Let me tell you, this show is brilliant and there are two more episodes to go. I cannot wait about what happens. <sighs> Oh my goodness, the last, well, not the last episode, the episode before the last one I watched, the one about Miguel, because the mother of the family, Rebecca Pearson, gets remarried because these triplets, they lose their dad, which is an amazing person, and Jack Pearson, and she remarries, she remarries their best friend, which was Miguel, and the story of Miguel was such a beautiful story. I was annoyed that they left it to the very last season to talk about Miguel, such a beautiful story story about this Puerto Rican American man that tries to navigate this new society and finds himself navigating his identity, Puerto Rican identity, this American identity. And it's just so interesting. There is so much that to this character, which he was kind of left there as the stepdad and he was kind of left there in the corner but actually as such a pre as such a precious story and character and that episode was actually beautiful so yeah this is my show recommendation i cannot wait about what happens in the end um let me just tell you some disappointments and some spoilers i'm sorry for people that haven't watched it you can skip it i'll say tell you bye but let me tell you like kevin is not my favorite character kevin is problematic and uh, i think the person that i end up with also that's problematic and i, I was expecting this show to challenge an unfair relationship pattern but they didn't and i was and i'm not happy with that and then there are some aspects actually of these characters that are quite problematic that's from time to time like thinking that rebecca has kept randall from his real dad from his real dad um the way kevin was 18 on randall growing up that was problematic as well uh, the way like also Chrissy a uh, character what's the name Kate 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 character oh my gosh also when she got mad at Toby uh, husband now uh, then became ex-husband that he lost weight and she didn't I don't know some of these characters yeah like the way this let them be problematical season say that's not right that's not right and randall which is my favorite character together with beth they are great parents they're great people but sometimes randall just overdo overdoes it and i'm glad that beth put him back in her place and i love Beth's character which is a strong black woman that tries to figure out a career and able to balance this man and it's just nice the role that she plays between her family and between between the movie as well and the fact the way she really discover her passions as well such a beautiful character between the series so if you haven't watched this is that i recommend that you watch it and with the on this note let me tell you thank you so much for listening don't forget to follow the chronicles of a black italian woman at chronicles of a a b i v and also follow my personal page at miley benny love you i appreciate you all thank you so much ciao ciao